Somebody didn't do their homework was again. That a ding? Was that a ding to me? <laughs> and now for a new episode of Bear Cubs, a naked approach to parenting. My name's T, and I want to thank you for tuning in today. For our first-time listeners, Jackie's going to fill you in on what it is we're all about. Bear Cubs is dedicated to providing support, advice, and an inclusive community for all guardians looking to tap into their natural instincts. This is episode three, titled It Takes a Village. What are we talking about today, Jackie? Today, we are asking a few friends and family, what does It Takes a Village mean to you? That's right. We have a few recordings that we're going to splice in here so that you can hear what their responses have been. And then we're going to touch base on what we Jackie and I think and feel about It Takes a Village. Do we agree? Do we not agree? And afterwards, you can let us know what you think. Yeah, we would really like to hear what you think. As you probably already know, we are building a village. (laughs) So you probably know how we feel about this phrase, but we thought it was a great starting point because there's a lot of different aspects that come into play in regards to it. Is your village your family? Is it your whole community? Is it your whole country? I don't know. Or do you not want anybody in your village and you just want to be in control? Sometimes I don't want anybody in my village. They're like, don't tell my kid what to do. That's okay too. So first up, I talked to my friend Bonnie, who resides in Washington. Washington State? Washington, yeah, just down here. Oh, that's where I'm from. Really? Yeah. She lives in uh, Tacoma, I believe. Oh, funny. I've lived in Tacoma. Here's an interesting thing. I would consider Bonnie part of my village. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, we're pretty good friends and maybe even best friends. Oh. I don't want to put that out there because I don't want to, like, what if she's like, (laughs) I'm not your best friend. She's like, you're weird. We aren't best friends at all. (laughs) So here is what Bonnie has to say about It Takes a Village. When I hear the phrase, It Takes a Village... It always reminds me of my grandma first because she used to say it all the time. And the way that I perceive it is that you hope that your children will learn valuable lessons from people other than yourself. And also, I would hope that if my child were in a situation where they were kind of being disrespectful or disobedient, that another adult be it a parent or another adult family member would kind of rein them in and make them apologize if they were being mean to another kid or hitting, but make the kids be responsible for themselves um, and kind of help them learn those life lessons. All right. So what do you think about what Bonnie said, Jackie? I totally agree with Bonnie. I think she's right on the money about um, having other parents talk to your kid. If you're out of ears reach or arms reach and say you're at the playground and your kid is climbing and being dangerous, I love it when parent, another parent, even if I don't know this parent, is like, get down from there. You know, that's dangerous. I really like other people stepping in. A lot of other parents I've been around don't like that. They don't really want you reprimanding their child. I think it's great personally. I think can understand why it would be hard in today's society because we are not susceptible to like other people touching our children Mm. or talking to our children. If it was a friend, if it was a family member, I'm more open to that Mm. for sure. Mm. 
I would like that. I would love for somebody to guide my child with love and look out for my child. The mm, idea definitely. that other people are looking out for my child. I'm not saying that if a stranger redirects my child, if I'm out of reach or if I'm just slightly turned away and he's in trouble, that they help. That's totally fine. But I can see why people would be reserved about it. Like be offended? Maybe it might, might set them on edge. Why do you think that is? Do you think that there... I think that there's been a lot of fear-based... For strangers. Yeah, and I think that the the really important part is that not to fear strangers, but to be a, a, able to identify safe strangers and non-safe strangers. Totally. Such a valuable tool to teach our children. And they, they learn by watching us. Mm-hmm. So if we are engaging with strangers, if we're just ignoring strangers... How do they learn to interact with strangers? Exactly. And there is such thing as safe strangers and non-safe strangers. I was talking to a sexual health educator the other day and she was mentioning how like if your child's in trouble and alone, who do they go talk to? And there are certain people that are more safe than other people. The big one she said was if a stranger is asking something of you, adults do not need your help if you're a child teach your child that you do not need to help adults adults are fine if they're asking something oh, from that's you a great, that's don't a great don't 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 yeah. engage them don't go along with them that's a signal yeah to, yeah and if they the need way. help to go into a business and talk to like a business like a grocery store it's busy mm-hmm. talk to somebody mm-hmm. at behind a cash register yeah because they're they're a safe right. safe person right um and if they run into um, another mom, perhaps, with two other children, right. then that's more right. of a safe person. Never get into someone's vehicle. I like that idea of giving little scenarios, little mm-hmm. pictures in their minds of mm-hmm. what looks safe, as opposed to saying, just find a, uh, an adult. Applying that logic to It Takes a Village would be, are these safe strangers part of our village? And I think they are. I think safe strangers are part of our village. I agree. And to be able to identify safe strangers and incorporate them into your village more readily. Yeah. I mean, everyday people, people we are either interacting with or just in our community are part of our village, Mm -hmm. I believe. Mm -hmm. I also think kids kind of listen to other adults more. If another adult they don't really know or their friend's parent says hey, Johnny, that's not cool, you know, to say that or to do that. They really listen up and they're like, oh. They're more receptive to it because when it's mom or dad, they kind of can shrug it off. Whereas it's a little jarring when another adult calls you on your shit. And I think that stays with them a little (laughs) bit. Even me. Like if you were to call me on my shit, I'd be like, whatever, Jaggy. But if a stranger called me on my shit, I'd be like, oh. Oh, that's uh, maybe. hmm. Maybe I shouldn't do that. Yeah. So should we listen to another one? Next up, we have Mark, who is my partner, T. That's Yay. me talking. Mark, Marky my, Mark. My partner. I call him my sidekick. And this is what he has to say. I think the phrase is a little outdated. And I think the phrase comes from a time when there was more communal support. And... Unfortunately, that's not the society we live in so much today, and that's sad, but I think it's a nice idea. So we just heard from Mark, T's partner. I do agree that it is a term from another time. 
where communities were closer. But I also think a lot of people are yearning for that closeness and that smaller community, that village feel. I can't really tell if he's into it or not into it. He says it's a nice idea, and I think for him that means that he's into it. Oh. <laughs> it's hard to tell. We need tea to translate the man talk. I think for him it's appealing to be able to rely on people around you. It sounds like he interprets it takes a village as a community level as opposed to your nuclear family. Right. Not just your grandparents or your aunts or your uncles, but, but teachers, coaches, and people your child interacts with outside of... Yeah, the of, bus, the playground. The yeah, and, and I think that what appeals to him is the safety net of having other people watching out for your children and being able to send your child across the street to the neighbors or right. down or down to the store without worrying about them because the people at the store know who your child is. Yeah, and, and it's going to look out for all the children. Do you think It Takes a Village only applies to people with children? No, no, because my sister doesn't have a children child and she's part of my village, but obviously she's my sister. But I have friends don't have children and they are part of the village. We can't write off people who don't have children. They're still integral parts of our community mm-hmm. and our lives, so. And they affect everyone around them. Including think, our children. Including our children. I think that's the big part, the big takeaway of incorporating quote unquote, it takes a village. It's inclusive. It's interesting how Mark mentioned that it is of a different time and place. Because like I mentioned before, modern society does not really allow for building a village. We're too busy for a village. We have too many walls for a village. Yeah, and that's what I was talking about before. I think when children need to see us interact with safe as you said, safe uh, strangers, mm-hmm. because we do have those walls up. We have gotten into a place to put our heads down and not look people in the eye. More so in a city. I mean, we're lucky to live in a close-knit community that we do. Very interesting that Hillary Rodham Clinton wrote a book called It Takes a Village. <laughs> I think we should review that. Uh, I would On like blog. to read... Yeah. The definition of... It takes a village. It takes a village is a proverb that leverages the cultural context and belief that it takes an entire community to raise a child. A child has the best ability to become healthy adults if the entire community takes an active role in contributing to rearing the child. Do you remember that book, Continuing Concept, that I loaned you when you were pregnant? (laughs) Yes. I do think... A lot of AP parenting favors It Takes a Village and that, and a community all coming together to raise a child. And that's what I like out of it. So I think we have one more recording and we'll discuss. This is from Noelle. She lives in Georgia. When I hear It Takes a Village, for me, I think it's just that more than one or two people are going to be raising a kid. So, I mean, it could be as small as um, nuclear family, grandparents, aunts and uncles, or it could be as large as including the teachers and the actual community, church leaders, um, school leaders, extracurricular activities, coaches, people like that. 
it is sort of applicable to me, only in that we have close friends here and my kids go to school and have teachers and coaches, but it's not as applicable in terms of nuclear family because my none of my parents are here, neither of my husband's parents are here, so it's really kind of just us taking care of the kids. But I do think it's still relevant. Because her parents are far away, Mm -hmm. they're not part of her village. Mm -hmm. Because for me, I think that some people that are really far away are still part of my village because they are so important and they still influence me daily and and still influence my child. Advise you and whatnot. Mm -hmm. I mean, the technical term as you read earlier, is that it is a com- the, your community. So I'm guessing geo- geog- geographically speaking, mm-hmm. maybe it takes a village only applies to your re- neighborhood and your, your like community or your everyday contact. That makes sense too, mm-hmm. definitely. But, you know, when this was a saying, international communicating was not a thing. Facebook wasn't a thing. Instagram was email. None of that. So our community has grown exponentially. Yeah. And I have an interesting situation with a cousin of mine. So I have about six to ten cousins, and they all have kids around my kids' age, and we're together all the time, and we all get along so well, but we are all different types of parents. And I have a cousin who we were having a picnic at a park, and his son didn't want to eat what we were serving and I was trying to quote unquote fix it and offer him something different and his father my cousin says don't don't do that I'm he has to eat what he was given and I just looked at him and shrugged my shoulders said hey it takes a village and he said no it takes a good father and I thought and it wasn't against me and and I wasn't offended it was just interesting because I had no clue he felt that way that his backyard was his backyard and he's a very loving get out of my backyard yeah don't come in here and he's a very loving and caring and wonder he is a wonderful father and his family dynamic is so dead on i love watching them as a family they're beautiful but they're definitely this is my backyard we do things a certain way and they don't want influence too many cooks in the kitchen does that apply to parenting does that apply to rearing children oh great question i would say no I I don't, I love chaos though. Oh man, when all of us are together, all the cousins and the cousins' cousins and we're all together and it's mad chaos, that is my bliss. That is pure joy to me. Even the moms in the kitchen, the sisters are in the kitchen fighting and there's just (laughs) chaos everywhere. It's So the more the merrier for you. The more the merrier for me. Not me. All the way. No, you don't I believe, I, I ascribe to the ideology of it takes a village, but there it can be confusing for children to have too many guiding factors. You do want something one way, your father does something the other way, and then your aunt does something a completely different way. You could be confusing your child if there's that many people raising your children. You don't think they just decipher for themselves and figure figure it out? Once they get older, but when they're young, say say you do something a specific way and you like, want him to like do let's something say a specific I spank, way. Okay, say which I don't, you spank. Let's say I spank. And, and Timber was here. And, okay, yeah, say you, yeah, oh my god, if, if you spanked, and you spanked my son. No, no, let's say, <laughs> let's say, oh my god, 
yeah, that's a whole nother podcast. I would be like, no, I no, would no, murder no. you. No. Oh, yeah. Totally. But, but that's what I'm I saying. Is, well, my okay, son in so front of obviously there are some lines. Oh, mm-hmm. totally. If you spanked your son in front of my son. Yeah. Would you be upset? 100%. Because how do you, okay, because I'm anti-spanking. Yeah. You cannot teach a child to not hit yeah, totally. while you're hitting totally. him. Totally, but that's, so yes, that's a whole nother And concept. how do I explain to my two-year-old... That some parents that, do that. That some parents do that. By saying some parents no, do no. that. No, no, yes, but there's always going to be the why. Why is Jackie hitting her and son? And see, I see that as a learning opportunity for young children, whereas you see it as a conflict. I welcome but when, differences like that. I guess it's like when it's going against morals. Mm-hmm. But still a learning opportunity. It is a, totally a learning opportunity. Okay, so, but there's all these boundaries because I, you, how would you feel if somebody spanked your son? A totally different story, But it's though. not, if, it, if you're applying it to it takes a village. That's true. Ha, and so there, you want outward influence to a degree. That's But there's true. always going to be a line where, the, where it goes too far. So yes. obviously there is limits to it takes a village. Definitely. Where are those limits? They differ between people. That's very true. I definitely think discipline is a... A strictly parent thing. Yes, I agree to that. And then on the opposite spectrum, there's people in the world where your neighbor will spank you. When I was growing up, when I was growing up, we lived in Greenbrook, uh, this like little like townhouse community, basically. And our neighbor used to hit us on the hands with their wooden spoon. Oh my God. I don't know if my mom was okay with that or not. Now, because, like, I was yeah, so young. I don't know if my mom was okay with that or not. Well, she might have... Did she know? Because I she, feel like... Of course she knew. Well, I feel like... But, I mean, I you think... don't know her My stance. parents... Our parents are from a different time and place. Yes, totally. It was okay to spank your children when I was growing up. Or Everybody the neighbor's kid. Really, or yeah. the neighbor's kid, yeah. really. I think there was a time where it was Where okay. it was okay. Yeah. And then it was... What did you do? Right. Why did she hit you? Yeah, yeah. You know, as opposed to now, if somebody hit my child with a wooden spoon, I'd be like, why are you hitting yeah. my child? Yeah, you know, totally. like. So it's interesting. It is interesting. There's definitely definitely lines. Can you think of any other lines? Like, obviously, um, hitting a child. Yeah, I, I think discipline is an umbrella of things, but I think it should stop at discipline. But some people view... Telling a child to not do something is disciplining them. Everyone's perspective of discipline is different. I do think it's okay to say to a child uh, that's not yours, hey, don't do that. Let's share. Yeah, or, you know, like, don't hit, or we don't hit, or say it in a nicely way. But I do think if you timeouts and any sort of um, consequence is strictly for the parent to decide and to give out. And to be discussed if you are, say, um, taking care of a child on your own timeline, the parent's not there. To yes. discuss discipline prior to taking Definitely. care of a child. When I took Liam to preschool for the very first time, he was three and a half, I did ask, do you discipline? What is the rule there? How do you guys run this? And it was a man. And he had a family-owned um, daycare, and he was wonderful, and I love him. And... He said, "Oh no, there's no, there's no discipline." He kind of laughed at my in my face, like, I, "I, there will not be any of that." And I wonder if it was because he was a man running a daycare, but I was happy to hear that, you know, 
he could tell me, hey, Liam was being a little jerk today. <laughs> yeah. And you need to deal with that. Yeah. And so, so he stayed and it was a great place to go. But I do think some, some, even as little as preschool, you know, sit in the corner or whatnot. There must be some of that going on. I mean, we've heard horror stories about preschools locking children in bedrooms totally. or dark closets and yeah. corners and stuff. Like, that's not acceptable. Yeah, that's but they even say, I was speaking to a child therapist <laughs> not too long ago, and she even said, even timeouts are frowned upon now. If anything, the parent needs to give themselves a timeout because timeouts send messages to the children that they are being banished from the family unit. Hmm. Um, which I thought was super interesting. I don't know if I agree with it, but... Timber has a thinking stool. Yeah. We call it his thinking stool. Yeah. And it's just this little green stool. And it's not... Like, I'm not like, go sit on your thinking stool. (laughs) Yeah. When he sits on it of his own accord, I say, are you on your thinking stool? Does he send himself there after he's done something? Sometimes he does. Yeah. Sometimes he does something and I'm like, do you need to think about what you just did? And then he'll go to his thinking stool. But it's not, he doesn't, I don't think he feels like he's being punished. I think he's just taking a moment for himself. So you've never, I mean, granted, he's not even two yet. And you, so you haven't said you need to go into your room by yourself and sit there. No. Do you think that you would ever do that? Probably he's going to be a jerk when he gets to be a teenager. Yeah. And then I'm going to be like, oh, we need to put a lock on the outside of this door and keep him in there forever. Yeah, lock him in there. Yeah. Liam's still to this day. Like you said that you were giving him timeouts from you when he was oh, really little. And one, I'm like, how would he old. even know? Because it was like a, it was a spot on the floor and he would hit the dog and the dog was aging. And I, I would put him on that spot and we were all in the kitchen. I wouldn't. He was only one. I couldn't leave him alone. But I would say, like, you need to sit there and stay there. And that probably was not good. But um, I don't know how effective it was. At I one, mean, there's at no one, way Timber would have. Couple- I it, it. He would sit there, and when he got up, he was done. I didn't m- sit him back down and time it or anything like that. It was just. But he always did stay there for. Couple like, seconds. Yeah, like 20 seconds, 30 yeah. seconds, which was, I felt was long enough for him to get the point. Would you be okay with somebody else giving your child a timeout? No. No. That's discipline. And, I, and especially because I raise a highly sensitive child, I, it would um, really upset him. What about the grandparents? Because Liam spends a lot of time yes, with his grandparents. I would be okay because his dynamic with his grandparents is like, they are like surrogate bar- parents. Yeah. He's extremely close. But... Like, my mom, who only comes twice a year, who loves him dearly, but only comes twice a year, I would not be okay with her giving him a timeout. I wouldn't be okay with my my parents disciplining my child. I wouldn't be okay with anyone really disciplining my child except for me. And I know that because my mom came and visited before I had Timber, and she bopped my dog on his nose <gasps> when he was jumping up. And oh I was gosh. horrified. Oh, my god! <laughs> I was like... Yeah, we don't hit our dogs. Like, <laughs> but my mom, like, it, it was a, like a knee-jerk reaction for my mom. Like, they, and she didn't beat my dog. Like, right. I don't want, she I don't want it to sound like that. But she them. disciplined my dog, yeah. and I was like, no, 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 we don't do yeah. that. Like, we don't do that. Oh and Dixon gosh. was so stunned by it, like yeah. this bop, like on his nose. You know what's funny is I feel more about that 
about a dog than I do about a kid. I feel like a kid can <laughs> rationalize, like, oh, I'm being just, dis- or, oh, they told me not to do it, and I, but I did it anyway. But a dog is so helpless. They don't know. <laughs> well, the worst part is, is, like, Dixon is a rescue, and he's clearly been beaten before, mm. which is why we're big, not, no physical right. kind of, oh, my. This is totally off subject. So I was making this nice dinner for my sister on Sunday, and Dixon, he has cancer, so he's on prednisone. It makes him really hungry. And I went down to Nanaimo and I bought a tofurkey from this real Canadian <laughs> superstore. And I was, I put the tofurkey on the counter and I was going to marinate it. And oh my gosh. And I was like, oh, Dixon has to go pee because prednisone also makes him drink a lot. He has to go out to the bathroom all the time. So I was like, okay, I have to take him out to pee. So I take Dixon out to pee. Timber starts crying, wants to go down for a nap. And he's telling me, nap, nap. So I go into the other room to take Timber down for a nap. And I hear, I'm in there 20 (laughs) seconds. And I hear my sister screaming, no, Dixon, no. (laughs) And I'm like, what's happening? And she's like, that's so freaky. (laughs) I went to four grocery stores looking for this turkey. I was. Oh I come God. out and this is in in this falls in line with discipline because I come out and he has I don't know if anybody have you seen a tofurkey? Yes. You know what tofurkey is? I, okay, I it's a football them. type of it's almost a like the size of, of soy. I can't even yeah, it's a mold of soy but it, I can't even describe the it's like a little football basically. It's not one bite, okay? It's big enough that it's It looks like a small ham. Yeah. So he has it in his mouth and he's trying to swallow it whole. <laughs> like, I, he. Uh, 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 oh my And gosh. it's in there and I reach into his mouth and I pull it because I grab him by the collar and I yeah. pull it out and I slam it on the counter because I'm pissed. Yeah. Because he's gotten up on the counter and eaten this stupid oh tofurkey and it's gone. It's ruined. Right. He's eaten half of it. He's oh swallowed it whole. Oh my gosh. And I get in his face and I say, every time. <laughs> and I'm like, I feel so bad. He has cancer. He's starving. He ate my tofurkey. But there's he's such a destructor of everything. And I yelled right in his little face, every time. And then I said, get into the bathroom. And I put him in the bathroom, in a dark bathroom, which is, it's not the best parenting or dog ownership ever. He was only in there in the dark room for a minute. But he knew what he'd done wrong. Oh my he God. knows. He's-, he's an animal. And I think that is not discipline at all. I think that's animal being animal to an animal. You know what I mean? Like, I would <laughs> bite my dog if I didn't mind dog hair in my mouth. <laughs> so mad. I think I things so like mad. that are a healthy dynamic. But- so he jumped up and he ate my special dinner turkey. Mm. My sister comes out. She doesn't come out very often. We're going to have a really nice dinner. And she mm. ate my turkey. Oh, that's too bad. We didn't end up having tofurkey. Couldn't find another one. What did you pull out of your... You're such an amazing cook and baker. What did you make instead? I, I made stuffing, mashed potatoes, and... So you had a bunch of sides. Yeah. That was way off subject. That's okay. Stories. <laughs> Stories from tea. But in regards to It Takes a Village... There's lines. There's lines. You can't cross. There are lines you can't cross. Discipline would be one of them. And... It's different for everybody, what what they consider mm. village. And I also find it interesting that at the time of this saying, proverb, whatnot, from Africa, long ago, I do believe discipline was very much a part of what they were saying. I do think in a small village, they were definitely saying, discipline, my kid. Most likely related to 
feeding and breastfeeding too i i would mm-hmm. in tribes mothers bre- breastfeed their children all the time and, other and, people's children. and in tribes yeah other people's children and it's wet nurses mm-hmm. you know they've always it's always been a thing but in, in, tri- in a tribal community it's it's very common mm-hmm. to feed and discipline there's definitely an appeal to that but mm-hmm. we live in, in in our modern society it's People seem horrified over another mom breastfeeding another baby, another mm-hmm. mother's baby. But mm-hmm. it's interesting fact: you, you and I both were breastfed mm-hmm. by aunts, right? My sister was no, oh, yeah. Your sister I, was. I, my, I was born quite premature. I was born almost two months premature, I think, oh, and wow. um, I was way too small. My mom tried to breastfeed me, but she couldn't. She said she wanted to, but she didn't. She wasn't really able to. I, I know that she. I know I did bite her nipple too, and she needed stitches. Oh, so wow. I don't know when that was. Goodness, you know what it might have been? Because there's not that big of a difference between my brother and me, my younger brother. Mm. I'm not sure if maybe she was trying to tandem. Oh, when her okay. milk came in I for see. my brother, right, right, and to feed me because there's not that much of a difference, like a year, year and a half, two years maybe. Oh wow! So maybe Crazy. that's when I I don't have the correct timeline, but my my aunt breastfed my sister. It was a non-issue. Yeah. Yeah. So even, you know, 30, 35 years ago, it was a common, more common than it is today. Yeah. For modern society, we're quite uptight. Yes. It would be, most people would be grossed out by giving their child someone else's breast milk. My friend Bonnie that you heard, she, when she, because she had autumn in October and Timber was born in August, she had a ton of milk. And she had so much milk in her freezer. She had way mm-hmm. too much milk. And she ended up donating it to another mom. But if she had lived closer, I would have 100% taken her breast milk. Yeah. Because I had such a hard time struggling to, to breastfeed Timber. I always think about that because I have so much milk. And it's easy for me to breast or to pump. And and I always feel like I should be reaching out within my There is my a milk community. bank. Here in town? Yes. Really? They're on Vancouver Island, there's a milk bank, and they always need donations. Oh my gosh, I should totally do that. And I mean, you don't do drugs, you don't drink. Yeah, it's, yeah, I would get a pass. It would be ideal. Yeah, I should reach out for milk. that. Yeah, who knows, you might make another friend. You might incorporate somebody new into the village. And that's an, an, mm. another way to affect somebody's village, really. I that's mean, true. feeding their baby is a huge thing. Totally. Let's summarize and say, what are the pros? The pros of it takes a village, more hands on deck, more support. You're able to run your life, your busy, busy life, and get the help that you need or don't even know that you need from everyone around you. I think also a pro is the fact that your child is going to be influenced by other people. So they're going to understand how different everybody is. If they're only being raised by two people and don't have that outward influence, they're not as aware yeah, that there are cultural differences, totally. religious differences, and cons. Cons, I think, are if you have a very strict or specific way of raising your child that may or may not be conventional. Cons would be having another parent step in and telling your child to do or not do something that you don't agree with. So outward influence is both a pro and a con. I would agree. Interesting. Yeah. Any other cons that you can think of? I think if you are stressed or a single parent, I think it could 
also be hard to have another parent come in and step on your shoes. You could feel that way. I could see how somebody would feel that way. Territorial with our children. Yes. I think a con would be if we we fully believe in it takes a village and there's a staunch person who doesn't believe in it, we might make them uncomfortable or feel That's true. like we're stepping on their toes. If somebody redirects my child, I will be more open to it, but maybe somebody doesn't want me redirecting their child. So how we react when they call us on it is probably very important. That's true. I do think everyone should err on the side of caution caution but not too cautious because how can you know unless you step in and and interact and be a good stranger as we call it <laughs> i think the yeah, being a good stranger being a safe stranger is really important and letting people know you're a good stranger or a safe stranger mm-hmm. i want to be able to be that person in the community that if a child sees me they think safe stranger yeah definitely I agree. I think it's really important to stress that Bear Cubs, once again, is going to be a global online village. And while we will be sharing our opinions, your opinions and your thoughts and your concerns and issues are equally as important, if not more important than ours, because you're going to be what makes this work. That's right. And because we are trying to build our quote-unquote village, not just in our community, but online, we really do need to hear from you guys and see what you think so that we can gain different perspectives on topics such as this. And if you think that you know somebody who would like to listen to our podcast or get benefit from it in any way, um, please feel free to share us. Share our Instagram, share our Facebook, share our website, share our resource page, our podcast. Just share us. Be, Be open to sharing us. That's right. So on Instagram, you can find us, bear underscore cubs. On Facebook, Bear Cubs, our website is www.bearcubs.com. Make sure you've subscribed so that you get our feed. We will have our next episode next week. Stay tuned for that. 